giant stalker, dragon stalker, crypt stalker, demon stalker, rift stalker, grown stalker, grip stalker, scourge stalker, wind runner. I'm a pony, lead skill hunter. Welcome to episode 208 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark Brew for the Brewhall.com and the Brewhall on Twitter. I'm Delirium from Thrill of the Wild, the Warcraft Hunters Union, and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. I'm Bendak from Eyes of the Beast, WoW Insider, and Bendak WoW on Twitter. Okay, today is Sunday, January the 4th, 2015. Yes, I remember the, the, the year change. And we are broadcasting live on Twitch.tv. You can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Alessandra, is there to take your questions. Uh, it looks like Solar Flare and Artemis Howell aren't here today. I think they're recovering from their New Year's hangovers still, the, the, the benefits of being young, I guess. <laughs> but we've got, you see, we've got Delirium Bendek, myself here, Alessandra. So, so we have a show. So happy New Year to everyone. I hope you guys are, are, are doing well and had a good New Year and, Everyone have a good new year. <laughs> yeah, it no, was barely uneventful for. Yeah, uneventful. For me. It was for me too. I don't do much on New Year's Eve or any of that stuff nowadays. You go out to dinner and stuff like that. But yeah, I agree. It was sort of like a quiet changeover, and I just doing the things that I normally do in World of Warcraft, which is getting my minions to do their bidding and, and, and playing this whole follower mini game, which maybe we'll talk a little bit about that later on because we don't have too much in the way of, 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 of Hunter stuff. There's not a lot of news going on here. And, um, you know, last week we really talked about the, the, the three specs and maybe we can kind of follow up on that a little bit. <clears throat> um, certainly survival seemed to have uh, captured a lot of people's interest. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> and it wasn't like it was buffed a, a whole lot, right? I mean, there was just, we just, all we had were the uh, kind of hot fixes, which nerfed MM a little bit and, you know, buffed. What, what I'm, I'm even trying to remember what exactly what they were now. What, we got the, uh, the Serpent Sting damage increase, correct? That was really the big one for survival. That was, I think that was the only buff, yeah. Yeah. Right. And so that, that might be a little deceiving. Um, also, that applies every time we hit arcane shot, we get True. a tick of serpent sting. So it's also a buff to our arcane shot indirectly. Well, that, that's a good question. That's not something we, we we've talked about because I think it. Um, and I and I think it. I think the answer is yes. It makes sense to do that, right? You just want it whenever you have the focus and you need that filler shot to just go ahead and hit arcane shot, and you know you don't really have to monitor the the sting correct i mean there's no point in, in doing that and waiting for the serpent sting to drop or get close to dropping i mean it's just fine to go ahead and keep refreshing that as as needed or as often as you need to hit arcane shot yeah it seems like there's no risk of you know clipping off or losing ticks because of that you get extra ticks for every arcane shot you hit so mm -hmm. that it it does reset the timer um so it's not like you can double up from using it at a specific time but every time you use it you get a new three seconds and it works out uh works out ahead no matter sorry no matter what time uh in the dot you use it so yeah you just got to pay attention to um secondary targets do you guys use any um add-ons for that like tracking serpent sting on secondary targets i've been doing it all with my oh i don't even know what add-on this is called um uh, <laughs> it's Whatever I use for, uh, 
Oh my goodness. I'm totally blanking. Focus bar or? uh, No, what do you call the uh, things above all your enemies' heads? Oh, the, uh, God. I know, I know. Tidy plates. That's it. Oh, tidy plates. Tidy plates. Thank you, Synth. Yeah. So I, I have it set up to show every dot I have on each character. And it's not the most convenient because if they're spread out, I don't notice it. But in the most case, I can see, you know, it has a little countdown for each dot that I have going on each um, each target. Yeah, I haven't done anything specifically for, for multi-target. It's been a while since I've <clears throat> um, had an add-on for that. I know there's one, I think, called Fort Exorcist, or, uh, and it's spelled like F-O-R-T-E. X O R C I S T. I think that was a very popular um, add-on initially for warlocks, but it was really uh, dot tracking was one of the big things that it that it does, and I think that's a good one to try to be able to track your dots that are sitting on on <clears throat> that you have on multiple targets. So that's one to to take a look at. I use that uh, a, a couple expansions back, but I, I haven't I haven't used it. Uh, this time around, but I think that's a popular one that, that will do, uh, I say dot tracking when you have multiple targets, obviously for single target, there's any number of things you can do for the, for the target that you're currently uh, focused on. <clears throat> but I think that one will allow you to, you know, if you're not targeting, so if you get multiple ads and you know, the ones that you aren't targeting, I think you can use that to track that. But yes, yeah, so uh, I've been having a lot of fun trying to, kind of max those uh the multi-dotting especially i think uh you know for you beast mastery hunters you're definitely still ahead on aoe on paper but i feel like in a lot of raid environments survival's really pulling ahead on aoe because on fights like twins where you can dot up one even when it has mm-hmm. to run away to do you know whatever the whirlwind thing is or you know other fights where you, you know, they get a little too far away from each other for Beast Cleave, but I can still have my dots ticking on everything. So it's been a lot of fun to try and, I don't know, especially after kind of the slow trudge of marksmanship. It's a, I really enjoyed it lately, focusing on multi-dotting. Maybe I should look more into add-ons. That's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, check out that, like I said, the X, X, uh, the, the Fort Exorcist. Um, but, you know, you bring up a good point with, you know, that's a nice thing where, as you say, you know, Beast Mastery comes out you know, ahead on AOE, but the way they deliver the AOE is very, very different. And, you know, since Beast Mastery is, is more of a cleave, you really kind of need to have your targets uh, clumped up or in, in very close proximity, whereas that's not the case with survival. You just, you know, as long as you're multi-shot, you <laughs> can reach all the targets, you're, you're good to go and can, can apply the dot there and you don't have to worry about them being too close together. Yeah. So, yeah. Bendek, have you still been playing pretty much all Beast Mastery and Raid this last couple of weeks since the buffs? Uh, no, since the buffs, I've been doing like half BM, half survival, just to try it out. And survival single target is really strong. Like AOE aside, like the single target, I was trying it with uh, focusing shot and mm-hmm. uh, steady focus, <laughs> and the single target is the highest damage I've ever done. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. And that, I think steady focus was a surprise to everybody as much as survival being in the lead for single target was a surprise. Yeah, I haven't tried steady focus, and it's one that I, I definitely want to give that a look at, especially with focusing shot. I think those two work really well together only because, you know, one focusing shot and boom, you've been able 
<clears throat> steady focus. I had been doing Thrill of the Hunt, but I find that if you if it doesn't proc, especially in the beginning, and this is sort of true for marksmanship as well, like in, like I'm you know talking like on the pull. If I don't get that Thrill of the Hunt proc, then I feel like you lose out on some damage early on it on in the fight and have to uh, spend time regenning uh, focus early on. Where you know, whereas and I think steady focus just seems like it's a little bit more reliable in that regard of, of being able to control um, when you're going to get that focus regen. Yeah, I just don't like steady focus when it's the when you have to do the double. Yes. Shots. It's just, I don't know, it just doesn't fit my play style. Like, there's too many times where I just top myself up with the last second with a single shot, and it always falls off. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that the double Cobra shot, for example, to, to activate steady focus doesn't seem as smooth. I don't, I don't like it as well. But being able to only have to cast, say, focusing shot one time and, yeah. and get steady focus, I think it's really, really nice. I mean, do you find yourself, though, getting risk getting focus capped at all at times or, or is it not too much of an issue? It's not too bad as long as you um, plan things out. Like you just make sure you dump everything so you're really low on focus before you use it. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to – on fights with heavy movement, I don't like it, focusing shot, but on something where you can plan out your movement, it's pretty nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> I think we mentioned this last show, but I've been – really surprised at how smooth focusing shot feels with survival it's i in the beta at least i remember thinking how clunky it was you know only having 100 focus where the other specs have 120 and trying to manage that focusing shot i didn't like Mm -hmm. in the beta but for some reason now it just feels totally natural i don't have to think about it anymore it's just uh you know use it when you're at a certain point i don't even know what the point is where i use it but looking at my focusing uh my focus bar it just uh, feels right at one point, and then I don't have to worry about capping. And I think we've all sort of touched upon this. I think we're all all, all agree here. I, I do miss kill shot or the lack of kill shot with survival. I mean, it's I, I like survival in the sense that the rotation is very simple. I mean, there's definitely uh, not much in the way of button bloat there right now. But I, uh, you know, not having that kill shot feels a little bit empty at times, especially when you get to the end of a fight. You're like. <laughs> Want a little bit of extra push, which just isn't there. Yeah, there's no like reward. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I I would love to see kill shot come back for survival, but as we are in PvP, I don't mm-hmm. think they could balance around it. It would just be too strong of a spec. Yeah, and so I'm sure they could do something, but it would mean nerfing us significantly to put kill shot back in. Yeah, and. We certainly don't want that. And now that it's just gotten up to a point where people people actually like it. I mean, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Now I just lost my quick train of thought here about survival. Uh, of course, I've always liked the the lock and load, and I I'm glad they kept that. Uh, they reverted the, the the changes that they had initially planned uh, in the alpha and the beta and the, the multi strike. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you didn't like that? Not as much. It was it was just uh, maybe I didn't play it enough to to give myself an opportunity to get used to it, but I, I just prefer the the current implementation. Yeah, I really like the idea of it. It didn't work out as well, like, when playing. It didn't necessarily make sense to ever save your lock and load procs, but I like the idea of multi-strike mattering 
not just being a flat yeah. damage increase. Well, that 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 Def- I can't. No, definitely ahead. matters. <laughs> it's uh, it's like the stat is so far above every other stat for survival. Yeah. It's yeah. that I have uh, like some shoulders, and they're like six forty five, and for survival because they have multi strike, they're better than my six sixty five shoulders. Oh wow, wow. I've heard other people not say. have much multi-strike other than that. No, I have quite a bit of multi-strike. It just seems like oh. there's no diminishing returns on it. Yeah. And there's, there's something higher for you. Yeah. Wow. You know, I've heard other people sort of say similar things, not, not specifically to multi-strike, but that the, you know, secondary stats seem to matter a lot more now this time around than, than the item level of, of the gear. And I mean, in, in MOP, you could pretty much go by the item level of your piece of gear and know that that was going to be an upgrade. But that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case now uh, with Warlords of Draenor and that you really need to pay attention to the secondary stats because they're not all <laughs> equal. You know, well, especially kind of. if the item levels are within like 5 to 10 of each mm-hmm. other. That's But if usually if it's like 15 plus, it's a pretty safe bet. Just in some cases like survival where it's multi-strike is just so darn good. Like, say you have a piece with, like, I don't know, mastery and haste. Like, anything with multi-strike is probably going to be better, even significantly lower item level. Yeah, I've tried to <clears throat> certainly enchant multi-strike and, and gem multi-strike and and and, and add multi-strike from, from those, those sources where I can. If nothing else, I mean, it doesn't hurt the other specs at all, so <clears throat> I oh. just think it's it's sort of like a a nice balance that you feel comfortable with knowing that it's going to help, you know, beast mastery for sure. Although I, I, I haven't, I dropped my, my BM spec for the moment. So I'm got survival in MM just because I was afraid to drop <laughs> yeah. marksmanship, but I, but I may do that and go with BM and SV now as my two primary specs, which will be fine for the content that we're doing. Were you playing any MM and raid this last couple of weeks? I did a little bit last week. Um, I didn't raid the week before uh, with the holidays, but <clears throat> I did one or two fights with MM, and I, and I don't know that they were successful. And then I, but I mostly focused on playing survival this time around, um, which was good. I mean, uh, on the first fight, the Cargath. Sorry about that. Uh, so for Cargath, I ended up having to go into doing the stands, um, which I don't okay. normally have to do. So. I, I think mar- marksmanship is pretty useless <laughs> for that aspect of the fight. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I went with survival and I picked up uh, barrage for that. So uh, that wasn't too bad. And then the butcher is another one where I tried to use marksmanship and I had been in the past, mm-hmm. but I get, I'm part of the group, part of the melee group. And I, I'm one of the people that goes, helps to balance out the two sides. So I go, I start off in and then I have to jump out um, and with, with the cleave. So I, uh, I have a little bit of movement in that one. Um, so, again, I don't like survival or marksmanship as much for that. I've just found survival to be a little bit better for that one. Yeah. I was hoping Butcher would be a little bit more interesting because it's, you know, one of the only fights with that uh, Oh, the last 30% really matters. You know, we need to get them down as fast as possible. But uh, And so it seemed like maybe Marksman would pull ahead there and just helping guilds get them down for the first time at least but really it just seems like the strong single target of survival and the completely free movement is a uh, too strong to pass up even if it hurts you at the end yes no yes. kill shot i mean i'm hoping eventually i'll be able to be in that ranged group that that clump that just gets to sit there and stand there in dps that that'll be nice uh, 
Yeah, I'm afraid if we're, especially if survival is pulling ahead, there's a not much chance of us getting out of any mechanics now. No, I mean, I I get stuck with all the jobs right now. That's a typical hunter thing. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and that seems to be, you know, one of those things that's sort of spreading a little bit too. People are just sort of getting that impression. Oh, you know, great. We have hunters. Good. They can do. Yeah, I get the flamethrowers on Bracken Spore. I don't normally get to do the, have to do the stands duty, but I do the in and out um, on the butcher. And part of that too is is it's not just because I'm a hunter. I mean, I think for our group, it's you know I'm able to do it and not have to communicate much, invent. You know, I'm able to watch the other guy that I'm doing with it. I'm able to monitor my stacks, his stacks, and move in and out without having to. Yeah. Waste, waste time letting the group know I'm doing all this. So that that's part of it too. But yeah, I guess yeah, I do with both hunters just because we can just look at each other and know when to move out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm in the same same uh, role in the fight, but I found it, the focusing shot, I could still plan out the uh, the movement for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, just build up full focus. And then so when you have to run, run in here, you can just dump everything. But the one thing I like about survival, more so than the other specs, it seems like they have more option uh, in terms of talents. Like they're, they're, they're all, things are close enough. I mean, Thrill of the Hunt seems to work as well as Steady Focus are both good options. Um, I mean, a Murder of Crows is good, but I suppose you can find opportunities for Stampede if need be. I considered taking Stampede on the Butcher, but I don't know if that's really uh, good or not. Because I think you'd only get to use it one time, but I thought maybe towards the end of the fight when things are getting hectic that maybe it's a, a way to get a little bit of burst in there, but I'm I'm not sure. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah, I'm not sure if you lose uptime when he's doing the bounding cleave every mm-hmm. second or however often he does it. Yeah. And again, even at level 100, I mean, Lone Wolf and Focusing Shot both seem like uh, <clears throat> options for survival. So... Yeah, I, I, it's one thing I like about it is it seems like there's more more opportunities to sort of pick and choose various talents and yeah. customize things to your liking. I kind of liked that with survival right now, like uh, you know, in working on the best talent tree. You know, even if we're only talking about you know 100 DPS or something fairly <laughs> insignificant, it's uh, it's interesting to see. You know, so the switch I have this build set up in SimC where I was using what I use in raid, which is focusing shot and steady focus for single target Mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, tweak everything just a little bit to get the best out of it. And then I was like, well, I wonder if I can do that with lone wolf. And at first lone wolf goes down a ton, but then when I start matching other talents to have synergy with lone wolf, like thrill of the hunt gets a lot more damage out of lone wolf because you're the, you have that 30% buff on arcane shots. So thrill of the hunt becomes more valuable again. And you kind of, get to rearrange all your talents which is at least for someone like me a lot of fun to try and to mix and match and see what works best with what talent and i haven't played much lone wolf in raid yet but uh i have especially in mythics with uh more movement heavy fights i'm excited about trying to make that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. work without losing any of the single target dps yeah, and, and I mean, that was, I think, sort of the design goal with the talents was to be able to let you pick and choose and customize uh, your spec and your rotation a little bit. And at least with survival, it seems like it's it's working out a little bit better than than, than some of the others, which which is good. 
Yeah, Please. I haven't played any BM, but is BM still all adapt adaptation? I mean, yeah, pretty much. So uh, I don't see any reason to take focusing shot really. I mean, it's it's pretty competitive actually. It's just I don't know why 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 uh, nerf your movement if you don't have to. You know. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that too. Especially, I mean, it's just a, a you, know, you just take the talent, and it's all all it's just a passive damage boost that you said that's really really good so <clears throat> and with the movement restrictions for a focusing shot it doesn't make sense to to pull in that active um ability and plus outside of raids adaptation is just so great like you can just tank anything it's <laughs> yeah. awesome yeah although on i was using a survival so i still have my my barn although i don't do do too much with it other than hope i get open prey i get bloods every time <laughs> So I can sell those now on the on the on the auction house. But I was using survival to do my trapping, and I kind of like it for that. Uh, other than the fact that I will out, you know, aggro. I'll take aggro off my pet uh, occasionally. <clears throat> but that sort of steady damage that you get out of uh, survival is nice. I feel like I'm able to DPS them uh, the mobs down a little bit quicker than maybe with BM, uh, and maybe it's just my own wanting it to be that way and. But, you know, every everyone is pretty much the same because we don't have, there's not a lot of burst. It's more of that flat line of damage. And I just feel like uh, everything's up for every 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 mob that I want to try and trap. And I just feel like it's this nice sort of steady, steady damage going out there. So I've kind of enjoyed it for that other than just occasionally pulling uh, aggro from the pet. Yeah, I've actually gotten to the point with the trapping. So I was I was really excited when when I realized we were finally doing just elites to get the Savage Bloods whenever I got my level three barn. And like, finally, okay, I'm not going to one shot anything. It's <laughs> great. But uh, now it's getting to the point where I have to watch which dots are ticking. Cause once I get close to 30%, it'll carry them all the way to zero before I remember to put down my trap if I'm not careful. So I, I might be switching back to either beast mastery or marksmanship soon yeah. to see if I can have less. I think uh, you can put the trap down at 40%. 50. Is it, I mean, you can put it, it down any time. You just have to run it through. Under okay. 50. Is yeah. that right? 50. Is it under 50? Yeah. Oh, 50 is good. Okay. I'll remember that. I'm, I've been taking them down to like 40, almost 38%. And it's just, I don't know. See, it's, it's, it's it's tedious. That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with adaptation is like for the elites, like I pull like three or four at a time and just AOE them down and trap okay. them like one after the other. But also, I don't know if you guys are aware, but you can trap an elite twice or any beast really i've heard that um yeah i haven't I don't know tried if it's that intentional yet. or not or if that's in the uh. exploits but i'm pretty sure everyone's doing it at this point yeah, and it's kind I, of I nice mean, because it you, keeps even if somebody else comes up and tries to ninja your trap mm -hmm. um you can still at least get one out of it but yeah, I mean, I'm not you're sure using the trap within the cooldown. I don't, I don't know if it'd be like uh, they might fix it, but I don't think it's an exploit. Yeah, but yeah, uh, if, if you drop the two traps right on top of each other, then the, the beast will go over it, and you'll get two cages. Yeah, I'll Which have to try. Right, when, especially <laughs> at lower eye levels when those are taking a long time to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so now that my eye levels starting to go up. <clears throat> I'm, you know, well in the 650 range now. It's it's gotten a much 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 easier, but uh, it's still kind of <clears throat> tedious. And plus, I I've been using it to get uh, I've been doing the 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 river beasts to get the the food, but I've got like 
almost 200 of those feasts now. It's, it's more, everyone has them in raids, <clears throat> so I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> yeah, I've actually switched. At first, I was doing a lot of those feasts thinking they would be valuable, but now that we're, we have almost a full guild tab, guild bank tab that's just yeah. feasts. I don't know what to do with those. So I, actually, I don't really I don't have know any... if this will apply to other people's servers, but I've been making decent money with fur. Have you? What is what it is? Um, I mean, you know, it's not a ton. It's something like fifteen hundred gold per per stack. But it's since I don't use furs for anything except for uh, making the goblin gliders, I think that's the only recipe I have that uses them. Maybe some leatherworking stuff, but it's minuscule amounts. So I focused on those wolves because there seem to be a lot more of them, and nobody ever bothers killing them over in Negrand. Yeah, there could be some competition on the river beasts and the. Yes, I've noticed that. I've noticed that. Yeah, I've noticed. I've noticed that with both those uh, before. So yeah, check your markets if you're uh, listening. It might be. I right now for me, they're selling a little better than leather is. So yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try that. But the bloods have seemed to be pretty good. I mean, I don't know what the the I don't know, drop rate's not the right word. I don't know what the percentages of the chances to get one, but it, it seems to be. It feels better than it, it was. I don't know if they up the rate that you'll get them out of those work orders or not, but I don't know. It feels pretty good right now. I don't know if this is true, but someone told me that it's a 20% chance, and if you have a 100 follower, it's a 40% chance that they'll drop. It doesn't seem like Mm. I get them. I have a 100 follower in the barn, and I don't feel like I get it 40% of the time. Me neither. I've trapped, like, I've done... I've done so many work orders, like at least three or 400, and it's nowhere near 40% for me. Yeah, I do get a lot. I mean, I've gone through at least 100 since getting a level 3 barn, and I was kind of late on getting the barn in the first place. Yeah, I'm making good money with them. So I don't really need them anymore for myself, so. Yeah, I haven't either. I mean, I I suppose I could. I keep waiting to get... I still have a couple of leatherworking pieces, crafted pieces, that I suppose I could try and upgrade at this point, but I don't know. I keep feeling... I have the legs and the cloak, and I just... Figure at some point here I'll get <laughs> a drop out of a raid yeah. somewhere. To, yeah. It's so frustrating. I uh, <clears throat> I bought a 665 helm off the auction house, mm-hmm. and that day got the 670 helm. So, <laughs> or from raid. It's been frustrating to try to gear up that way, either through crafting or purchasing. Even some of the BOE stuff I've got, I haven't been able to sell it either. So I don't know how. You, uh, and I got. So one of my high mall missions was successful, except I got the gloves, which I'd already had the heroic gloves, so I had they were no use. But they're 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 BOE off Cargath, and I cannot get rid of them <laughs> to save my life. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I sold I sold actually a few of those because I keep getting them, and they're, it's so awesome that they're BOE. Yeah, I mean maybe I'm just trying to maybe I'm going too high, or maybe I have to check and see if there's. The normal, you know, the 670 versions on the AH that are going for less or something. I'll, I'll, I need to double check that. <laughs> I think the other thing, I finally got a, uh, an offhand, an intellect offhand out of my salvage crates. It's like the one, like, finally after, like, what feels like a million salvage crates, I finally got, like, one epic <laughs> out of it. And I yeah, can't I've get rid of that either. Yeah, still get any epics. I've been thinking it's time to tear down that savage salvage yard. Uh, I can't give up the crates, though. It's just so fun to open them. It is. It is fun to open them. You know, oh, I feel like it's this bitter disappointment every time I open it and see, you know, 
of stone or whatever. It's that anticipation, especially like in a, 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 you know, sometimes I'll get as many as, you know, I'll set my followers on their missions overnight and then I'll come back in the morning and I'll get as many anywhere from like five to seven crates. I'm like, oh, this is great. (laughs) I still need them for the follower gear though. I still get follower gear out of it. So, uh, you know, I'm not done with that yet. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been stockpiling that. I've been saving up uh, the follower gear upgrades, trying to get, and maybe this is a good time to transition. We were having yeah. the show notes. Yeah, let's talk about this. But, uh, so I've been trying to match up followers for each of the high mall missions, and I don't, I just don't have the right abilities to bother upgrading anyone's ammo or uh, armor. Yeah, and for those that don't know, I mean, Bendek, you wrote an article about this for for a while Insider. You talked about the high mall follower missions and and what people can do to kind of uh, get their followers and and try you know up geared up and in the right order and and you know kind of increase the chance of of success for that. So I thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit. I know it's not hunter specific, but hey, we all like getting gear for our, our hunters, and that's a you know. Those don't come up very often, and when they do, you want to try and make sure that you can uh, complete them with as you know much confidence as possible. So I thought we could talk about that. Um, so what? There's four four high mall missions currently uh, available. It looks like. Yep. Yeah. Um, basically, they all they all need uh, six abilities to be countered. So you obviously need three epic followers who can counter all this, but. The chances of you having all of those specific followers is pretty low unless you've just, you know, done what I did and just brute forced it and just like leveled up everything in sight. And I got pretty lucky where I can, I can 100% counter all the missions except for one of them. I don't know about you guys, but. Uh, I'm at a point been... where, yeah, two of the four, I'm definitely at 100%. And then the other two, I'm, I'm, I'm countering five out of the six, it looks like. And then there's one where I'm I'm four out of the six, and I don't know what the percentage uh, to complete that would be, but that's the one I'm I, I'm hoping doesn't come up right because I'm that's the one that probably will fail. <laughs> yeah, I've got on plains and swamp. I've got a hundred percent, and those were two I didn't even try. I just those when I, you know, got a I level high enough to have the six forty five, so I got that mission. I just happened to have epics ready for uh, both of those. And on Ogre and Gron, I've got like maybe four out of six on both of those. So it's, they're looking pretty rough. I'm not sure how I'll complete any of them. Yeah, four out of six. I forget what the base chance is, but I think it's, I think it's about 60% if you counter four to six. But you can raise it then by, um, you know, there's those other traits like high stamina and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Or the racial traits where it's, you know, increased chance if you're fighting with a dwarf. Right. And those, those sort of get, you know, I, and it's funny cause I look at those sometimes I see those, like, ah, oh, this, you know, I, I, I sometimes feel like I'm disappointed to see those, but I, 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 I think they're probably better than one might think. Do we, do you know what, does anyone know what the percentage is that it will increase the, the chance by of success for, for one of those traits or. I believe it's 5% for those, those traits. Okay. But I and, think the, the high stamina might be more than that. It might be like 10%. I'm not sure offhand. And those stack, if I if I understand them correctly. In other words, if you have two people, I don't know if you have a, a dwarf and two people that <laughs> uh, increase the chance with dwarves, I think those traits will stack. I'm not yeah, sure I'm not, if they do, actually. 
I, I, okay, I don't know the, those traits stack with the like swamp or plant like where it's the area you're fighting it. I'm not sure that those stack. I think you get the one check mark and then you're done. So it depends on which trait it is, whether they stack or not. At least that's been what oh, I've yeah. noticed. Like if, yeah, if you have like two guys with a swamp trait, right. I think you only get one of them. Yeah, yeah, I believe that's correct. I know like the things like the epic mounts uh, will stack, I believe. Same yeah, way. we were talking about that they before do. the show, and that's just amazing. And the resource gathering resource guys will stack too. <laughs> What's that? Is that scavenger? The scavenger, yeah, that's yeah. a nice trait. Yeah, so now that I think the 630, or I don't know if it's 615 or 630 mission with garrison resources mm-hmm. gives a base of 175. And if you can get two scavengers on there, you're set for life. Yeah, I had one like that. I mean, I ended up getting like 500 resources out of it. It was That felt pretty good. <laughs> oh. So how does the item level affect the chance of success too? I know these high mall missions, have a you want to have a minimum of 645. Uh, with with your followers, but their their item level I believe goes up to six fifty five. So I mean, if you have three guys with six fifty five, do we do you know what percentage chance that will increase success? Again, I don't know the exact. I think it's in the realm of five percent. Five percent. It does okay. help. It does increase the chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good to know. I was just curious <laughs> about that. Yeah, that's what I've been sort of focusing on a little bit this week is trying to get those uh, looking at you know which followers best fit for those missions and then trying to get their item level now up to as close to 655 as I can. So I think all the ones that matter there, I think are at 654 now. So <clears throat> I figured that should help. So is the plan, I don't know if either of you have heard with, uh, when Blackrock foundry comes out, our follower, eye level cap will go up or have they announced anything with that? They haven't announced anything, but I assume, mm-hmm. I assume it will. So I just been stockpiling those items because I don't see why it wouldn't. Because I assume I I'm hoping anyway that there'll be uh, Black Rock missions. But well, fine. I guess I'll keep my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been trying. Yeah, I would keep the salvage yard if you don't have a dwarven bunker. Obviously, that's the other place you can go to get your your epic items. Um, you I know, I wish them. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Or your, your companion items. Yeah, I have both those. I have the the inn as well. I still use that to try and get uh, recruit a follower every week. And so what I'll try and do is <clears throat> look at those. Um, and I don't know if you guys you guys probably know this, but um, Master Planner add on uh, they keep enhancing it, and enhancing it, and they they added this missions of interest tab, which will show you like the high mall missions and the resource missions and uh, a few other types. The ones for those the stones that you need for the legendary quest. And um, it'll show you what your best combinations are, what you'll counter and not counter, and can really help you do some planning. I've used it to help now plan and figure out where my my gaps are, my needs are, and I've been using that to try and uh, you know uh, boost my followers and, and increase the chance for success for this mission. So that, that I find that to be very handy. That was a very nice addition to that add-on. Yeah, I agree. That that add-on's amazing. Like, yeah. if you do a lot of missions, it'll like change your life. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, which which I do, and that's mostly what I've been doing. In fact, I, I I was using the stables for a bit, and I I tore that down, and I put the barracks back up just so I could get the twenty-five followers to get those five additional followers. Um, which I yeah. find has been been good, so I can do more missions. I can just mostly so I can level up more people <clears throat> and increase the chance of getting. Uh, 
the right combinations of folks that I need. Yeah, and you get the higher XP missions too. So it doesn't, with those missions, it doesn't take very long to level up like brand new followers either from the end. No, no, no. To get them from 90 to 100 doesn't take too long. It's just getting them to be the rare and then the epic level, which takes the most amount of time. So how many how many epics are you guys at right now? Do you have any rares left? You're still trying to get up to epic status? Uh, I've, I, I've got 24 epics active, and then one guy I just haven't bothered with. But uh, <laughs> and they're all like above 645 too. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that's a yeah. I've got. I don't have that many that are, are. I don't know how many epics I have. I have a few rares, and and mainly these are the guys that, of course, recruit from the inn are the ones that I still need to to level up. And I don't know why I waited so long to do this, but I finally went out and got Bluke um, as a follower. Yeah, that's my favorite day. follower. Yeah, he's very cool. He's got that um, one trait. I forget the name of it, but it it increases the chances of success for for missions just overall which is very nice combat experience yeah the combat experience that's a great trait it's Um, unique to blue it's unique to him i think yeah yep it's the Uh, same it gives you the same benefit as uh high stamina or burst of power right same same chance yeah and that's the one thing i'm missing is that burst of power so i think maybe this this week with the end i'll probably recruit someone that has that ability uh i have two people with high stamina but I also have a bunch of people that have the epic mount uh, trait, which I think will counter, of course, will kind of negate <laughs> the high stamina trait. <clears throat> so I focus a little bit on high stamina because it increases the chance of success on missions that are greater than seven hours. But of course, if you pair that up with it, some with an epic mount, that'll decrease the length of the mission. So it'll, you know, those two don't work well together. Right. So what's the one called that is less than seven hours? Burst of power? Burst of power, yep. Yeah, so you're really unlucky if you get something with burst of power. I mean, uh, high stamina and epic mount. (laughs) Yeah, those two don't work well together. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, if you get one follower that's got both those traits, uh, that would be kind of ugly. So I just last night got my first uh, quest that had the reroll token on it. Do you guys know anything about that? Yeah, be, well, <clears throat> I don't know what the best strategy for using that is. I used it, uh, I had one on a different tune, and I, I used it on a uh, rare, not a rare, uh, a common, so someone that was green that had a trait that I knew I didn't want it, and so I used it on that tune, um, thinking that, because I think it'll randomly re-roll all the traits, right? On a follower, if you use it, it won't just... Is it, is just, it just traits? I thought it no, had abilities everything. also. Abilities does it do... Too. Right, yeah. say, say that again? It does abilities and traits. Okay. Yeah, so I, at this point, I've got, I have I only have 20 uh, active followers because mm-hmm. I don't have the barracks or whatever. Um, but I do have lots of, you know, 630 to 645 epic followers who do the... Not the exact same two, but they're completely redundant. I don't have any use for that high eye level with that particular thing. So I've been thinking maybe I should just re-roll an epic and hope I get one I need for the high maw. Though I don't know what the chances of that actually happening or if I'm going to end up with just the same stats again. Uh, you just have to, I think you just have to be careful with it because, you know, if that follower has something that you 
don't want to lose, you'll risk losing it. And, you know, there's no guarantee that you'll come out ahead <laughs> when you re-roll. <clears throat> yeah. So, so I mean, I, I used it on, like, I, for example, I just used it on a follower. Like I said it was a, <clears throat> a common quality, but it had jewel which I had no use for. So I figured, what the heck, I'll, I, I re-rolled uh, that one just to get rid of the, the jewel crafting and get something else. Um, <clears throat> you know, but that, again, that one just had the one trait. So it was, it was low risk. I knew, you know, I could pretty much knew I was going to get rid of what I didn't need and there was the chance of getting something that I might need later. <clears throat> Whereas if you use it on an epic follower, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'd, could, I'd probably use it on something that, um, like I, I used mine on a follower that had, it was an epic follower and mm -hmm. both of his abilities countered danger zones. So it was kind of useful. Okay. So, I, right. so I used it on that follower and I got two new ones, which was nice. Yeah, that's great. Where did they end up being helpful or? Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I think the best thing to do to, if you don't have anything like that, just look at, um, Look at which ones you're like, um, have too many of. Like for me, it's always yeah. danger zones. I have too many danger zones. So mm -hmm. I would just use the token on whatever one you're, you know, overflowing with. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, you definitely want to be pay attention to it though <clears throat> and use it on something that you, you don't mind <laughs> yeah. losing, you know. There's... So in somewhat, related news. I'm not actually sure when this went into game, but uh, they made the changes to Outposts, where you can switch it for only 5,000 gold now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, so originally when I went through on my first Hunter, I did um, Gorgrind. Is that how you say that? Gor Gorgrind? Yeah. I did Gorgrind through the Rexar zones, not realizing I was missing out on two Hunter followers. So I've now switched it over so I could uh, get both of my hunter followers. And I have to say they're, they're doing really good. Having it, I think I have four or five now hunters. And I think that's really what makes a difference in any high mall combination. <laughs> Even if it doesn't give you a higher percent. Increases uh, success chance. Spirit that helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I was just <clears throat> going to say the Nagrand outpost, um, it only costs 500 gold to switch. Oh, it does? Okay, I've got yeah. one too, and I might do that. Because I, I had one where I took the, not the Talbot, but the Siege tank. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, that Talbot's just too awesome. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was only 500. That's kind of amazing. I want, maybe I'll try the other quests just to see what they're like and then switch back to the Talbot. But it's funny, for most of the teams now that I run through uh, Gorgrond, I will take the, not the Lumber, but the the sparring arena i just like the rexar quests and those quests better than i do the other ones <clears throat> yeah yeah i think for for horde it's the same choice you can either get a hunter follower or you can quest with a uh, rexar find that disappointing that they didn't match those up mm -hmm. and and just one more thing about that. So the high mall missions, and then you get those, what, once every two weeks? Is that right? That's the... Yeah, pretty much right on the dot. As soon as two weeks later, you get it. <laughs> For me, it was like right down to the hour. And those don't have the uh, same timer, where the same expiration timer as the uh, other quests, right? 
Yeah, I have no idea how long the timer is. I just know it's at least two or three days. Yeah, I think that's... I probably waited about three days while I was trying to upgrade it. It makes sense. I mean, you should have all week to get it done. As generally, you have all week to get a regular raid done, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would think they would want to do that, too, <clears throat> just because it wouldn't make sense to have it only be there for like half an hour or make you force you to, to have to take it right then and there because that would not be that would not be ideal. Oh, yeah, that's another thing worth mentioning about these missions is um, the quality goes up the more bosses you kill in the actual raid. So, oh, yeah, that, that was a good point. Cause, yeah. <clears throat> if, you, if you kill 15 bosses on normal, then your missions will start, start giving you heroic gear. If you kill 15 heroic bosses, then you get mythic gear. I didn't actually know what the number was. That's good to know. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's good to know, too, because I just was under the impression that you had to actually clear normal high mall before you could get those missions and vice versa. But No, I think <clears throat> technically you could go in one day, kill Cargrath 15 times, and unlock oh, it. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. So, and that works with Mythic also? You could kill... Heroic well, it works. It works, with, it works at least with the normal to heroic thing. So I assume it does for that as well. It just goes big. You know, if you go to your armory, and it shows you your total boss kills for the raid. It mm-hmm. just goes off that, I think. Yeah, we've only been doing, I guess, the the bosses that people particularly need at this point on either you know normal or heroic. So I wonder that might be uh, good for guilds who are gearing people up or trying, you know. Maybe had some turnover and want a new player for uh, Blackrock Foundry. That'll be helpful to just run through that a few times. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at my armory now, so I'm at 14 for normal. So I got to get one more, one more in there <clears throat> before the next uh, mission yeah, just, pops up. Just go to a, just go to a pug and just kill yep. Cargrath. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad we don't have our fancy mythic progressors here. I'm curious if they've uh, had problems with that since they probably only did heroic the first couple weeks you could send you know have two full clears and then never do it again and maybe you don't get any uh, mythic gear yeah true though well, i'm sure they're aware <laughs> yeah, and yeah i don't know weeks, i mean i don't like you would think though once you once you cleared one once you cleared normal for example that that would count too but maybe i guess it doesn't um, i would think no. that would they would want you to do that or once you kill the mythic boss you could trigger that but although hmm that is interesting. <clears throat> Although with some yeah. of our folks, depending on how fast they clear Mythic, you know, <clears throat> it may not matter as much. The high mall missions are just sort of extra for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, it still matters for me. I want that Mythic gear. Well, I think our group's a ways away from that. We're just sort of focusing on clearing normal <clears throat> right now, and then we'll we'll focus on heroic. Yeah, so uh, speaking of mythic gear, I uh, I have a cautionary tale for anyone who's interested. Uh-huh. I, uh, you know, there was kind of some controversy about the black market auction house and that there, you know, there's some black rock foundry gear, you know, gear that's better than any other gear in the game that you can only right. get off the black market auction house. And so I decided oh, I'll go check it out. And, you know, so I've been there a few times. Every once in a while, you know, just seeing what's on there, how much it costs. And I saw a 695 Mythic Blackrock Foundry ring 
agility ring. And I thought, sweet. Oh my goodness. It's only 37,000 gold. That's, you know, which for the black market market auction house, that's really low. And I was like, oh, maybe it was just put on there. I'll go ahead and bid on it just in case I get it. And a few hours later, it arrives in my inbox, my uh, in-game mail. And I got so excited. Sweet. I got a 695 ring for so cheap. And I put it on and it is a uh, bonus armor ring. Oh my god. I guess god. does absolutely no good for hunters. So I just basically lost out on an entire stat. Oh, you just so you just saw the agility and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah I just saw agility and thought, sweet, I better click bid on that. Oh man. That's so, yeah. <laughs> read your tooltips. Jeez. <clears throat> Bummer. <laughs> Oh, well. Anyway, it's it's still I hadn't had much luck with rings, so I you know I had my uh, legendary ring and a uh, I think six thirty six heroic or yeah heroic warforged dungeon ring. So it's still slightly better than that dungeon ring, but not as good as even probably a normal or heroic ring will be from Highmall. I wonder if the bonus armor transfers to your pet. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think it does anything. <laughs> I'm afraid. Maybe it, yeah. I haven't tried a tenacity no, I'm just joking, yeah. Maybe. Well, That's let's funny. See. Well, do you want to talk about um, explosive trap for a little bit? This sort of guy, we wrote about this earlier in the week, and it was <clears throat> something I took note of. Um, and it sort of dovetails back to the survival discussion we were having earlier about the idea of whether or not it's worth it to use explosive trap in the single target rotation um, or not in. I think there's been some discussion in the hunter community about whether or not that's worth doing. That seems to always come up every uh, expansion, whether or not it's worth tossing an, ex- an explosive trap when you're doing single target uh, DPS. Yeah, so yeah. it looks like as it's working right now, um, explosive trap is doing almost as much damage as an arcane shot with the serpent sting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so, and for no focus cost, it's coming out, uh, DPS ahead. I, uh, you know, for the vast majority of hunters, it's about a percent, maybe a little less than a percent DPS. I mean, we're talking about maybe 500 DPS at the most that you can get out of it. Probably only two or 300 DPS increase. Um, so I don't know how worthwhile it is for, you know, most hunters. But if you're really trying, you know, to get the top parse, or you're really trying to push your DPS as hard as you can, I think mean, it provides that opportunity to make your rotation extra complicated for a little bit more DPS, which is fun sometimes. It's not—I don't think it's mandatory. Like you won't be bad if you don't do it, but uh, it's uh, it's there, and you can try it. I've been working on it on—I uh, don't know—most bosses, I think there's at least some opportunity to get DPS out of it. Yeah, I haven't tried mixing it in yet. I don't know if I will um, because you kind of have to be, I think, really on the spot with something like that too, especially if you're, you know, chances are you're going to be doing it via the trap launcher, which takes a little bit of time to pull up that targeting reticle and position it where you need it to be and fire it. So, you know, you are, it does, that's not instant, so you are, you know, potentially losing out on a little bit of uh, some GCDs, possibly in the amount of t- depending on how proficient you are at at executing your your trap launch. 
Yeah, so for, I guess, hunters who haven't been, uh, you know, working with traps a lot, maybe started huntering in MOP, um, there's a few tricks you can kind of do to get rid of that uptime. I don't know if many people remember, I guess it was Wrath when we were using Serenite bombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so a lot of people would macro that to their Cobra or Steady Shot. Was it maybe it was just steady shot then? I don't remember. Um, but so the trick is you want to do it on a cast shot, and you can use the cast time to aim, and then actually it'll you know aim and towards the end of the cast click it, and it will fire immediately once the cast is over. So you know you can hit focusing shot, and right. while that's casting, hit your uh, your whatever your keybind is for mm -hmm. explosive trap, and have you know uh, two seconds to aim it. You know, uninterrupted, which is, you have to stand still anyway, so might as well aim an explosive trap. Well, that's a good idea. I, I thought about that, see? And that makes sense. I haven't tried. Maybe one of y'all or somebody in the chat room might know. Um, I don't think you can macro them. Like the Serenite Bomb, you could just macro to your steady shot and always drop it when a when you were doing a steady shot, you know, if it wasn't, if it was on cooldown, it just wouldn't show up. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can do that with explosive trap. You've got to hit the two keybinds since they're both on the GCD, but it still, you know, works out a little, you have a lot more time to aim it if you uh, pair it with your Cobra shot or steady shot or focusing shot. Yeah. And someone in the chat room right now is just asking, does anyone know if it's for survival? It was just asking if they, they need to do this. And so, but by, by the sound of it, I mean, it, I mean, I guess potentially you could get a little bit more, more damage out of it. It's not necessarily, you should consider this to be mandatory, right? If you're sure. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone's going to get kicked because they didn't yeah. use explosive trap on cooldown. Um, so, you know, mandatory, we're not talking about a huge DPS increase, but it is a DPS increase. So, you know, maybe mandatory for yourself. Mm -hmm. if you're just trying to get the boast out of your DPS. Uh, but I can't imagine any raid leaders gonna look at your <laughs> explosive shot or explosive trap usage. And there are still a lot of things that are a lot more important to your rotation, like mm -hmm. using lock and load as quick as possible and things like that. Sure, sure. <clears throat> but sometimes, you know, all, 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 all people sometimes hear is like, "Oh, yeah, explosive trap in single." That's all they hear, and they, you know, without all the detail supporting, you know logic behind why you should do it and the next thing you know it becomes like you know if you're not doing it then you're you're just doing it wrong which isn't necessarily the case you know <clears throat> and i feel like with something like that unless you do it perfectly you know actually uh you know either get the benefit of of of, of the DS or even perhaps hurt your you're you're missing some gcds you know but like yeah said, yeah so if it's costing you you know extra gcds then it's definitely a dps loss and that is something if you're you can uh change the settings if you're simming yourself in mm -hmm. uh simulation craft you can change the settings and add some more human error in there and see if you're still oh, that's good to know. dps ahead but for the most part you know if, if you're taking even like 0.3 seconds three tenths of a second that's too much time to aim it and you want to, at that point, only use it if you're, uh, if you've got focusing shot up. I think. Right. But I mean, are there some fights though where you just want to use it? Like, I'm trying to think, like Tectus, for example, is that one where you probably want to toss it in anyway if the things are close enough together? 
Yeah, you know, once you have the four or five, mm -hmm. I'd say definitely. Mm -hmm. The um, Tectus is so hectic for yeah. I think most people. It's kind of the end, just nobody knows what they're doing. So I rarely have enough time to think, you know, I'm just thinking about not being in the bad at that point. Uh, and so I'm not really paying attention to how many targets I'm getting up. I haven't been delaying explosive trap at all Yeah. in Tectus. I just get it up on whatever I can see. And if it's a lot of targets, great. If not, hopefully I'm not standing in the bed. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, I did that for the first time. I, I completed a normal uh, last week. Enjoyed it. It was a. I, I don't imagine. I can't imagine what it's like. I may not enjoy it as much, but <laughs> at least I know yeah, I haven't it, done was, it on wasn't too bad. Um, <clears throat> the Hurrah, it's not considerably different. I think just the uh, it's I as far as I remember, all, it's all the same mechanics as normal. They just hit a little harder, so it's more punishing if you uh, don't pay attention to where you're standing. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds good. So, so there you go. So, explosive has more poten does have the potential <clears throat> to be more DPS, but uh, you know, kind of use it at your own risk, I guess, or just you know, make sure you're not hurting your DPS by taking the time to launch it sure you've got trap launcher on too if you're because chances are you're going to be in range and need to launch the trap and <clears throat> chances are it's been toggled off because you switched yes. to talent. exactly oh goodness that still is in game <laughs> yep it is <clears throat> like i said i think bendik you said before you can set up a weak aura to kind of alert you if you don't have it activated i do that because the, there are times it's not even just like a pull i mean trash pulls too where i want to toss in a trap and I, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's at my Sitting feet. at my feet. Yep. Yeah, fortunately with survival, 12 second traps. Man, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. So even if I do mess it up, at least I notice and can turn it on and put a new one in 12 seconds instead of 30. All right. Well, we're getting towards the end here. Why don't we, we have one listener uh, Q&A, one, one tweet from earlier this week. A pretty straightforward question. This was from... Shri Dog on Twitter, and his question was, he says, in parses on Warcraft logs, BM is not looking granted low sample size. The kill shot nerf hurt. So I haven't looked at, well, the logs, is, is BM parsing low, or are you not seeing that? This this might be a, an older question. I'm not sure, because there's a tweet here from Celestalon. Yeah, that was a tweet from, I, I put that in there. Um, the, his tweet was not from Early December, this guy's. This was oh, okay. uh, uh, in, in, since the last show, I would say. I don't know the exact date, but it was since we did the last show. I remembered uh, Celestalon had weighed in on that and had said no, that the kill shot change was was trivial and was going to have a less than 1% impact on, on Beastman. thought that M changes that people might actually be playing BM. So that yeah. was sort of like the developer... <clears throat> Uh, response to to kill shot in general, but it wasn't a response to this particular tweet. <clears throat> yeah, and well, I, I mean, actually looked at the top, the you know the very best BM um, parse at the time when the nerf happened to kill shot, and it was it was something like a 073 percent decrease to uh, you know having a ten percent less damage in kill shot did about 073 percent less DPS overall. Um, so it is an impact on BM, but that wasn't, you know, BM's problem. BM has a lot of 
other issues with single target DPS right now. I don't know, uh, you know, Bendek, you said you've been playing it some. Do you have an yeah. opinion on the matter? You know, it's it, it's single target is it's fine. I mean, I think survival is still higher higher for single target, but and the problem with BM right now is the the RNG for getting frenzy stacks. Um, if you have good RNG, I mean, your DPS could be higher than you would get with survival. But if it's lower, like really bad RNG, then you know it's just something. It's just part of the spec now, I guess. Yeah, so I I think I saw somebody made a comment at one point that uh, it's a lot like survival was in Siege of Orgrimmar, where we had our huh, four piece bonus bonus. that resets yeah. the explosive trap or explosive shots, um, lock and load proc. And yeah, you know, so sometimes you would get five thousand in a row, and sometimes you would never see it reset at all, and you know go multiple black arrows without getting a single proc. Um, and it, it looks like that's how Beast Mastery is working out right now. There's just not a ton you can do if you have bad RNG. But either way, the buff was still it was pretty significant for me. Like, like I, I'm fine with playing. I can play BM on any fight. It's been you know. Just toying with survival, and I still like I still prefer BM for some fights like uh, like Tex Tectus or even Korag actually. Oh, how's how's that working out on Korag? Well, Can I mean, you get enough just... out of the AOE out of the ads that pop up in transition. Well, it's just because they they wanted to assign just a few of us to do the ads, and BM's AOE burst is so good that was just it was just really helpful. Well, yeah, that's that's cool. I might be interested in trying that. I've been looking for a good excuse to pick up BM a little bit. And sometimes I get thrown into the stands too. And in that case, I obviously, I take BM for sure. Oh, sure. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I just think the specs overall are in a good place right now. Like you can play anything like nothing. None of them are bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I guess in direct response to the tweet, um, BM is, or at least in, from what I've seen, is a little bit behind. I think, you know, it's close to 5% behind in single target DPS, but the reason the logs are, there's so much disparity in the logs is just people here, oh, this spec's the lowest, so they don't play it. And the only people who play it are, yep. you know, kind of the diehard fans, not necessarily the cutting edge people who are trying to get the most DPS out of the spec. So I don't know if you can really trust the logs and that, you know, you looking at the difference between classes is really helpful in logs because you have the people who are playing the best spec competing with each other, but it's not necessarily helpful in looking at the difference between specs because of that disparity. But it's interesting in that, you know, the, the changes <clears throat> that they made didn't seem that extreme, right? I mean, there were just some slight tweaks to, to to the hunters and yet it made such a huge difference at this big impact where as you said we now kind of have parity between the specs you can play whatever it is that that you like and and be fine with it and um it just felt right. like it took a long and, and just like prior to that we were in such a different place i mean it was there was one and only one that you you know with marksmanship that really really stood out and now and now we're in a good place Bendak, before you had, I think, been getting a lot of emails or comments on your blog that people had been getting kicked because yeah. they played BM. Is that still happening? Are you still hearing about that? 
I haven't heard anything about it, no. So, I mean, I don't know if, if that, if the general population knows that BM is better now or, or if just the attitude's better or just less people are doing heroics. So I'm wondering, I haven't run heroics. I haven't run a five man in, in at least a couple of weeks. I rarely run them now. I, I mean, I don't need the gear out of them. Um, yeah. And we don't have comms anymore. There's no badges. So, <laughs> uh, you know, the 50 garrison resources you get a day isn't even that significant or however many it is that you get. So I, I, I have a tendency not to, to run five mans. I haven't done them in a while. I mean, yeah, my, as soon as I was done my inquests, I stopped doing them. That's my only incentive to, to that why I should do them is because I haven't done finished all my inquests. <clears throat> so that's that's the main driver for me. So I haven't been doing the five man heroics. Same with the Pexus dailies. I don't do those every day now either. Yeah, I need to do some for the mounts, but the Pexus gear is just not worthwhile to me. No, it's it's not. It's a lot to. To, to, you need to, so many crystals, and yeah. it's only equivalent to normal gear once you fully upgrade it. Yeah, right. yeah. But I do like you know those. Uh, I think I just recently got exalted with a couple of the factions there in Draenor, and so there's a couple mounts I could buy mm-hmm. with. Uh, I think you need like five thousand Apexus crystals or four thousand Apexus crystals, which is very reasonable. You know, that's a yeah. few days of doing dailies, and that. Uh, so uh, I got to do that grind at some point. Yeah, I think there's a follower you can get out of there too for crystals. Um, yeah, and I, there's still a lot of. I think there's several uh, factions that I haven't done exalted with. You know, they. Uh, I guess there's so much backlash against the reputations in MOP, especially early MOP, that uh, <laughs> they just didn't bother making them important at all now. So I'm not sure what the point of getting exalted is, other than the mount. But I'll still do it eventually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I like I said, I, I think it's I think between um what was I gonna say, yeah, between everyone doing raids, uh LFR gear, item level going up, I imagine that uh heroics have gotten a little bit easier now as people probably are are better geared. They know the fights a little bit more now than, than in the beginning that I'm 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 guessing that they're probably smoother to run than they were before, that people probably don't care as much about what spec you have. <clears throat> yeah, and I noticed too, just general like running into other hunters in high mall raids, because um, usually there's quite a few hunters. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's I'd say like the spec distribution is it's almost like perfectly even from what I've seen. Like you still there's still people playing marksmanship. Yep. There's people playing survival and BM. So it's pretty it's nice to see because before this it was just everyone was. Marksmanship, lone wolf. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and and it's <clears throat> it's it's more like I, like this week there were three of us in the raid. Two of us were running survival. I tried marksman on a couple, and then we had someone else that was running uh, was was running beast mastery most of the whole time. And you know, everyone we you know was doing fine. I mean, it wasn't the DPS that was killing us on these fights. It was you know other things. <laughs> Yeah. In PvP there's also they're pretty even right now. Uh all three specs. Well I think the top five um hunters on the three versus three ladder, we've got two Beast Mastery, two Survival, and one marksman. Uh so yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cool to see it that even. Yep. 
So. I think the marksman was uh, Dilly Poo, who's a friend of the show here. All right. Well, on that, I think we are over our time a bit. We're out of listener Q&A. So I think uh, why don't we call it a show here and then we'll uh, we'll we'll come back in a couple of weeks and do it again, hopefully with a with a full house at that point, maybe a guest or two. <laughs> I think we're I think we're due for a guest here. So uh, on that note, you have been listening to episode 208 of the Hunting Party podcast. I'm Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Delirium from thrillofthewild.com and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. I'm Bendak from Eyes of the Beast, Wow Insider, and Bendak Wow on Twitter. Check us out on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, or at our RSS feed to your reader. And we'll have all these links available on our show notes. If you have a question or a topic you would like to see us discuss on the show, email us at huntingpartypodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at at huntingpartypod. Yeah, and be sure to follow us on Hunting Party Pod if you're not. And stay thirsty, my friends. Remember to drink your dark brew lager. Always heed the thrill of the wild. Keep your eyes on the beast. For the horde. <laughs> Life stealer. That's just the cost of being an awesome sauce. I'm a Sapiron, Lucifer, Sapiron, Arc